Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Gathering, Daughters of the Living King, where women seek to know and experience the love of Christ. I am your host, Judy Killebrew, and my experience and passion is in encouraging and empowering women in their walk of faith with the Lord. Hebrews 10.25 states, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. In this weekly podcast, we will focus on meeting the unique spiritual, emotional, and social needs of faith-based women. If you are an imperfect woman seeking to maximize your spiritual growth and desire to experience a transformed life with the beauty of God's love, then The Gathering is the podcast for you. Here in the messiness of our daily struggles, we are a gathering of women who strive to live daily with Jesus. Today, we are discussing the messiness of idolatry. According to the Webster Dictionary, Idolatry is the worship of a physical object as a god and the immoderate attachment or devotion to something. And by all biblical definitions, idolatry is certainly the practice of making and worshiping physical images. But it's also more than that. It is the essence of the misdirection of our worship. It is our hearts clinging and confiding in that which does not and cannot bring us peace or security. It is called the idols of the heart, and that is anything that we desire more than God or that takes the place of God. Some idols of the heart are obvious, such as success, work, image, material possessions, and yes, even our smartphones. But a heart idol can go even deeper than those obvious idols. The heart idol is bound up with the deepest emotions and instincts of our heart, and that is what keeps this idol hidden. If we are serious about putting the living king first in our life, we need help in seeing what may be taking his place. And may I add, there is no such thing as not worshiping something. Everybody worships. The choice we have is what do we worship? Let's quickly look at the phrase idols of the heart, which comes from Ezekiel chapter 14. In the third verse of chapter 14, God says that certain elders of Israel had set up idols in their heart. Though they were maintaining the outward practices of true worship, in their heart they were worshiping false gods. In Ezekiel chapter 14, 4, God warns, any man of the house of Israel who takes his idols of rebellion into his heart and puts the stumbling block of his wickedness and guilt before his face and yet comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him in accordance with the number of his idols. So God evaluates idolatry based upon the attitudes of the heart, not just the actions of the individual. Our living king knows that the real idols are in the mind and heart of a person, not on a pedestal or in a shrine. And I find it important to understand how God used his prophet Ezekiel to warn Israel of the idols in their hearts, which caused Israel to separate themselves from God. In continuing in Ezekiel chapter 14, verses 6 through 8, God says, Therefore, 
Tell the people of Israel, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Repent and turn away from your idols and stop all your detestable sins. The Lord will answer all those, both Israelites and foreigners, who reject me and set up idols in their hearts, and so fall into sin. And who then come to a prophet asking for my advice? I will turn against such people and make a terrible example of them, eliminating them from among my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This scripture shows that God views internal heart idolatry to be as severe a sin as external idolatry, those idols made of hands. So anything can be an idol of the heart. An idol can be family, children, or career, making money, or achievement and popularity. An idol can be a relationship, friendship, peer approval, competence, and skill. Secure and comfortable circumstances, your beauty or intelligence, a great political or social cause, and it can be morality and virtue or even success in the Christian ministry. An idol can encompass power, approval, comfort, control, independence, achievement, religion, individuality, and so many others. My friends, it is important that we recognize the reality of idols in our hearts. We can't just remove an idol because then there will be a void which we will fill with another idol. We need to turn to something greater, something that can fully satisfy our deepest longings, and that something is Jesus. Jesus must become more beautiful to your imagination and more attractive to your heart than your idol. Our living king will replace our counterfeit God when we uproot the idol and plant the love of Christ in its place. As daughters of the living king, we are to set our hearts and minds on things above, where our lives are now hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 states, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, to a new life sharing in His resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. For you died to this world, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. That means we are to appreciate, rejoice, and rest in who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for each of us through his life, death, and resurrection. As daughters of the living King, we are to find our identity in the living King and not in our work. We are to find our power in the living King and not in our position. We find our security in the living King, and not in our finances. We find our significance in the living King, and not in the approval of others. We find our purpose in the living King, and not in our children and relationships. We find our pleasure in the living King, and not in our spouse. 
And we find our purpose in the living King and not in our ministries. Ladies, work is good. Family is good. Money is good. Ministry is good. But we commit idolatry when we give our hearts away and pursue any idol of the heart. When we become addicted to them, when we follow them with excessive energy, when we dote on them endlessly, or when we sorrow deeply when we lack them. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17 says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, it says, So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. And in one of the last letters of the New Testament to be written, John writes at the close of the letter, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. And that's in 1 John chapter 5, verse 21. However, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, God promises Israel that he will bless them if they remember his command to love your God and to serve him with all your heart and soul. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, Scripture reminds us, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Ladies, we are the daughters of the living King. We are a chosen people, holy and set apart. When we forget who we are, we lose our way and allow other things to grab at our hearts. So how can we avoid the trap of idolatry? First, we must recognize the idols in our hearts. We should ask God to search our hearts as King David did in Psalm 139, 23. And we are to renew our mind. In Romans 12, we are told in the word that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. In Romans 12, verse 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And how does God cut off idolatry from his chosen people? Our living King gives us new hearts by the work of the Holy Spirit. Every person united to Jesus receives the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will turn false worship into a true worship. If we are living in Christ Jesus by faith, we are not pursuing idols any longer. We are a child of the living King. Jesus said that the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers 
will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And that's in John 4, 23. And in Romans 12, verse 1, Scripture tells us that we are now free to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. And Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 says that we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. You see, the Holy Spirit makes us God's true worshipers. So are we still tempted to worship false idols? Yes, we are. Are we still tempted to make gods out of things that aren't God? Yes, we do. Are there still many idols around us? Yes. It's part of living in the overlap of the ages, the already not yet of the kingdom. But the incredible thing about God's new covenant people is that even though the fullness of his kingdom has not yet come, the Holy Spirit has already fundamentally changed us. Isn't that wonderful? And I hope it just fills you up with such joy. And as the removal of the idol is taking place, let's set our mind and heart on the glory of Jesus Christ. This is ultimately how we win the fight against idolatry. We don't win by going on an idol hunt. We win by filling the soul with the true and living God as he has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. Let's glorify God. Let's adore him. Let's fix the eyes of our heart upon the living king. Let's declare the glory of God's grace in the idol-smashing work of Jesus Christ and the new obedience made possible through the Holy Spirit. I love what Adolphe Monod, a French theologian of the 19th century, wrote. Quotation, I strive to live in the communion of Jesus Christ, praying to him, waiting for him, speaking to him, hearing him, And in a word, constantly bearing witness to him day and night, all of which could be idolatry if he were not God. And God, in the highest sense of the word, the highest that the human mind is capable of giving to that sublime name. End of quotation. Aren't those words of truth? The freedom and spiritual authority freely given to a believer comes through receiving and walking in the redemptive covenant provided by Jesus Christ, our living King. The word of God, the blood and name of Jesus Christ, and being in right standing with God are the inner weapons provided to win the battles of idolatry. Daughters of the living King We must walk in faith and the knowledge of God to maintain a life of victory. And what breaks an idol's power over us is in the understanding of the salvation of Christ, what we have in him, and living that understanding in our mind, our will, and our emotions. After we identify our idols, we pray. We seek God's strength to fight and his wisdom to discern. We give thanks. We offer up thanksgiving for what God in his grace gives us daily. We set boundaries. 
we limit the time and attention given to the things that may be becoming idols. And we cling to the Word of God. We battle idols with the truth that covers our sin, the gospel. And we speak the Word to ourselves every day. And we use Scripture to support it. As we dismantle our love relationship with idols of the heart, we shift our hunger to God. And please know that God does not destroy our dreams and aspirations because we're smashing the idols. He wants to be part of our dreams. He wants to bless us and bless our relationships. But we have to first shift away our dependency on our idols of the heart and build a relationship with God that comes first. As idols start falling apart in our heart, the glow of the love of God will unmistakably start building within us. Before long, we will start singing that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Sometimes it may take weeks, months, or years to fully realize our blessings and that God has led us into the right path. But when God is at the center of our life, we will have joy and be able to say with Solomon in Proverbs 10, 22, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for being with us wherever we are and whatever messy situation we are in. We love you and your presence is everything to us. Lord, keep us joined to you, one with you in our spirit and away from any idols. May nothing replace you in our hearts. We give you, our living King, the first place in our mind, body, and soul. And we thank you for your blessings. And we give you all the praise. We pray in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Ladies, I hope to see you next week as we gather and experience a transformed life with the beauty of God's love. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the follow button so that you won't miss one episode. I am so happy that you are with us on this journey.